I'm gonna do it. One, two, three. There you go. Noise. 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 So this is the four-year podcast. Podcast about what we wish we knew during our four years of college. Um, I'm Maya, and I'm a junior here at HPU. My name is Julia. I'm a senior here at HPU. What do you remember about your orientation? Because we were like a year apart, actually. So yes. we didn't do orientation together. So my year was 2018. Since I'm from here in Hawaii, I didn't feel the need to go. and But I went because I was told that everyone had to go. It was nice, but I thought it was boring and unnecessary. Like, it wasn't anything memorable. Mm-hmm. But I did meet like one friend that I'm still friends with till today and that's how we became friends. So shout out to Molly. But yeah, that's oh, about it. Nice. What about you? Um, mine was 2019. My freshman year, I think they kind of went more out for my class. Yeah, definitely. Like. Yeah, because it was kind of like a huge thing. It was a week-long orientation. First day we were we went to like this theater out in town, um, kind of close to Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And then um, they did like, they invited comedians over to talk to us about not alcohol abuse. Do Wait. you think that was su- not abusing alcohol? Not abusing alcohol, that's how you phrase it, yeah. And it was kind of cringy. Like it was like, we had these lectures in high school for sure. Like, this was, True. like, dare but comedic. <laughs> that makes sense. We did the candlelight ceremony from the Aloha Tower. Oh, yeah, we did that, too. Yeah. Um, my group was all the way in the back, mm-hmm. so we couldn't hear the president, president lighting the candles. And when our candle did get lit, um, the wind kind of just blew it out. Oh. And um, when we decided to blow it out, it was, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, okay, we just lit our candles again. Yeah. That's cool. So again, wasn't that memorable for me. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. I feel like for that particular year, they kind of just like, I guess they had a lot of money to spend. I feel like. I think your year, they definitely had a lot more money. My year was kind of like, yeah, we'll try this out. Mm -hmm. Because the following year, I was a orientation leader. And how was that? For that freshman class. It was, it sucked because it was like fresh out of the pandemic. So everything was like, they did it in person, but they were at Waterfront in the classrooms. And everything was like, they were in the classroom doing Zoom. Okay. Yeah. So they had like the Zoom on the TV, and then they would like do the candlelight ceremony at midday. And it was kind of awkward, because I remember sitting in the classroom with them, and they were just kind of all just like, uh, let me do. (laughs) So I felt really bad. It makes me appreciate my orientation. your experience trying to build like a social friend group i feel like i built um like a skill to build relationships more than anything if that makes sense how so what kind of skills did you build like social skills like because i was homeschooled so i had none um (laughs) so freshman year is kind of learned all about me learning about like social skills um Cause like I would like do clubs and stuff like that. Like I used to go to the Christian student organization thing weekly, but I would have to hype myself up to go because I was like, I had like really bad social anxiety. 
like meeting pe- meeting up with people was like really hard for me. Like I could not make plans with people. That's interesting. Yeah. I think for me, my freshman year, um, even though I'm from here, like I only knew like one or two people from my school that went here, mm-hmm. and I only really talked to one person. So it was like trying to really make a whole new friend group. Yeah. Like keep switching every semester, so I wouldn't be with the same people necessary. So I was like waiting for someone to be my friend. I don't even know who yeah. it was. I was like. I don't care if we're just gonna be friends for this semester. That's okay, because at least I have someone to talk to in between classes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think for the opposite, I have to learn to be alone and oh, yeah. like eating lunch by myself or waiting in between classes by myself. And that's the first time I realized I actually really like being alone. Mm. It's nice just to have that. your own space and not feel judged. Because yeah. then in high school, I felt like if I ate lunch by myself, I did anything by myself, then you were uncool and no one liked you, which is not true. Right. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, for my freshman year, I don't think I was alone that often to kind of learn that lesson. I had three other roommates, and then I also had, like, a, we called her our honorary roommate. It was, like, one of my roommate's best friends, and she was always oh, nice. over. And we loved her. She actually ended up becoming our official roommate the following semester. Um, but, um, so I was always hanging out with them. I didn't really have a social group, but kind of just had, like, my roommates. And then I did have, like, her campus, the club that we were in. Maya, do you want to explain what her campus is for everyone who doesn't know what that is? It's an online magazine ran for and by college women. Um, freshman year, I became the president of the club, and I recruited girls from my class to be a part of it Julia being one of them at the time you were like the marketing director yeah I was I kind of still stayed as the marketing director unofficially because we didn't really have one but that was probably the best decision I made because that's how I felt like I met a core group of girls I knew I could rely on which was nice no same I feel like her campus was a good excuse to like hang out with the girls that were in her exactly. campus. And then like the following year, like my sophomore year, so, like, it was more of an outside of her campus thing where we were just hanging out just to be hanging out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like for anyone who's looking to find friends or just mm-hmm. a group of people just to pass time with, clubs are perfect because then you at least have something in common. You know yeah. that if you... Whether it's a chess club, debate club. You guys have that one thing that you you have a similar interest in and you guys can connect on that exactly. one thing. Exactly, and there's probably like one person at least in that club that you can probably relate to and hang out with, which is really nice. Yeah. Did you think you made a lot of like friends within your classes? Um, I think I did in one of them. I was taking a Manzuli class. Uh, math media today I think that's where I met a lot of my freshman friends um, to this day I'm only friends with like one of the girls Kirby um, okay. we, that's where we met we met in Manzuli's class yeah for those who don't know who Manzuli is she is one of our communication math communication teachers mm-hmm. and she has us do a lot of group projects and a lot of like conversations she makes you like work with each other and so you really get forced to talk to people in your class and really work with people so yeah 
Yeah, I think group projects either make you like the person more or less. Or less. But that's a different Or story. less. That's a different thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, just a quick little break for you. Did you know our podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Music and Google Podcasts and Audible and a ton of other streaming platforms? Make sure to check out our link on our Instagram bio, four year underscore podcast to figure out where you can listen to our podcast. Also, make sure to hit that notification button so you can get updated when our episodes are live. We wouldn't want you to miss an episode. I chose to live in the dorms because I'm homeschooled. So, and I already know my social skills stuff. So I had to kind of like force myself into a constantly socializing environment, which is in the dorms, specifically at HBU, is the perfect place to do that because most dorms here are like four to six people. Okay. Per dorm. So that's a lot of people to be with constantly. Yeah. What is one thing you wish you knew beforehand? When, what it was like to live with other girls. I grew up with all boys. Oh, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> Learning to live with other girls was really, like, it was weird for me because I wasn't used to, like, it was kind of like a more communal environment. With the boys, everything's a little bit more territorial. I know what you mean because I live with two brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um... We all had our own spaces that we could do our own thing and we wouldn't really bother each other during that time yeah maybe when we were like in elementary we would but as we got older we just found our own space right and we just leave each other alone which was nice nice. yeah Yeah. because i had like same i have two younger brothers and when i was in the dorms it was kind of like we had an unspoken rule essentially like every we had bins all the food that you put in your bin, it's your food only, and then everything out and out in this space is kind of like communal. I actually kind of like that. It's really smart because yeah. maybe you do want to share with people. Right, and it helped me learn to be a little bit more like communal myself. Like all of our, like, I don't think it was obvious. I don't think like, they, the girls were able to tell that it was like a learning experience for me, but like it definitely was like something I constantly had to think about was like, I need to make sure I'm not just being the only person in the dorm who's like keep being so territorial of yourself. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to be that person anyway. I think for me, because I am from here, so I lived at home because that was just the cheapest option for me. And so now that I was like 18, turning 19, and trying to be like okay i'm kind of like i am legally adult now Mm -hmm. but what does that mean between me and my parents you know what i mean because like for you you were homeschooled and now you lived in the dorm so you could just go out without a problem yeah my parents are still trying to figure out like do i still need to ask permission and freshman Mm -hmm. year i still very much asked for permission and when I wanted to go and they said no they kind of gave me that look where well they would be like well you're old enough to make your own decisions now but it's more like make the right one make the right one (laughs) and then you get all confused because I was like I thought this was the right decision but maybe it's not 
and to really yeah. learning like the balance I guess yeah you have to make when you still live at I home I can imagine it being a learning experience for your parents oh, yeah, as for well sure. someone was trying to explain that to me like mm-hmm. it's a learning experience for you and it's also a learning experience for them yeah. and I'm also the only girl yeah. So I'm like, I'm also the favorite child oh. <laughs> because I say I'm the only girl. You can say you're their favorite daughter. Nah, I like saying the favorite child. <laughs> it feels, makes me feel more special. That's fair. Right? But Maya, when you moved into the dorms and you became a freshman in college, what mm-hmm. made you feel like independent? I don't think I did. You did? Honestly, what do you I mean? feel like I was more like codependent on my roommates. If anything, I kind of just like went from my parents to my roommates, if that makes sense. So what did you rely on them for? Like, we would always get dinner together, we get lunch together, we usually get breakfast together. So like, and for me, it kind of felt like we were like a family unit. And I think I relied on that feeling a lot. So like, going out to the mall, hey, does anyone want to go with me? You know, going, I didn't really like try to do things by myself i always try to be inclusive with my roommates which is so, nice which is nice because not everyone has that but i didn't prioritize myself a lot i tried to be like let's do everything together type of thing and we would usually do a lot of stuff together there were very few moments throughout the day where we were all kind of separate because our oh. days would begin we would like so our daily routine was like breakfast but then we all go to class we'll go to our separate classes and then we meet back at the dorm we'll go to lunch and then we'll walk out to class together and then we'll meet all meet back in the dorms and we'll go to learning commons or we'll go to the dining hall again and then we'll come back to the learning commons and then we all go back to our dorms and then we'll just go to bed and then we'll repeat the whole process again i mean it's nice because at least you know you have friends to rely on at the same time but i guess which I'm, like, grateful for, though, because it did help me ease into college. That's true. Because, like, like I said, I was homeschooled, so there was, like, a lot of stuff that I was anxious about. Like, I my main concern was being, like, a social outcast. Because oh. one thing, if you're homeschooled and then you're meeting, like, other kids who have been, like, in school, whether it's public or private, at least they have, like, social skills. There's sometimes, like, a, a language that they speak that you just don't understand. Like, I don't know, I didn't know a lot of slang. Okay, what's one slang you didn't know? Um, STG, which is like, swear to God. Oh. I had had to, like, Google it. You know what, to be fair, a lot of these, like, acronyms, Mm -hmm. I don't know myself, so I have to look it up, too. Yeah, my cousin will, like, at the time, like, my cousin at the time, when I was talking to my cousin freshman year, she would like text me and stuff, and it'll be like the latest social slang, and I'm just like, "What does that mean?" And she'd be like, "Oh, you're so homeschooled." And I was like, "I know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> what does that mean?" Uh, I think for me, independency looked different because I'm still with my parents, mm-hmm. and I was still like you. I'm still dependent on them for like a lot of things for life and I still was trying to figure out how to be my own person Mm -hmm. and so I think independence for me was like I don't even know I don't even know if I was independent I like to think I was but I think that's what it is I think this like in freshman year it's just like an illusion you're being independent 
but then you get into like your I feel like you don't notice it until you're like you're in your junior year and you look back at it and you're just like there was no independency there yeah exactly yeah because like my independence now looks a lot different exactly from freshman year for yeah. sure my freshman year I was so dependent I mean not as much as my like since high school because mm-hmm. I could still do more things without dependency on my parents I could like maybe like go pick out what I want for lunch right. and buy my own food which was nice but maybe that was the extent of it like I could have a choice of what I want to do in school yeah but there was not a whole lot of my independency in myself yeah. freshman year it does not really I feel exist like her campus kind of pulled you out out a little bit. I remember I pull you out. I mean, like, we kind of, like, drew you away from, like, your house more. And we're, like, you have to stay on campus longer. Yeah. And you have to, like, you know what I Finding mean? Finding reasons to get away from home was yeah. nice. Whether it was because of friends, because of clubs, because of school was mm-hmm. nice. Because then I didn't have to. And you're kind of far from home, too. Like, I am. It takes, if I catch the bus, it takes me an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a 30-minute drive. 30 to 40-minute drive, depending on traffic. Yeah. That was nice. Do you think you're adulting? Now? Yeah. I or, think I'm adulting now, but freshman year, I don't think I was. Freshman year, I definitely was not adulting. I think freshman year, I was maturing. 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 <laughs> I think, yeah, that, that's a good way to phrase it. Freshman year, you're really just maturing yeah. and learning. Because, like, I would, like... For me in high school, I go to YouTube for everything for research. So I was Same. constantly on YouTube, like looking up college vlogs and like things you wish you knew in college and stuff like that. And like one very common thread of advice was leave high school, leave high school in high school. Exactly. But high school and I mean freshman year, there's still a little bit of high school lingering around, like mm-hmm. kind of like how you handle certain situations. And even though I was homeschooled, I still had a lot of like high school type behavior, if that makes sense. No, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure I still do now, but like I've done, not as much as I did then. And just the way that some of the people in my group would handle situations and the way that I would handle situations were different because there are other people at different levels of maturity. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't friends with all freshmen. So it was like sophomores and like with you. Exactly. You were a sophomore and then, when we met. Exactly. And I was a freshman. And the way that you approached studying, the way that I approached studying was very different. And I think I learned that when we would study together. It's like, oh, we study differently. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's fine. I think for me, it was, I always did bad in school. Like school was never easy for me, but I knew once I learned how the professor taught and how the professor wants things to get done, mm-hmm. I learned how to give them exactly what they want. Yeah. So I learned how to take notes for the classes I needed to. I learned how to like pay attention. Yeah. So if I remember the class that we were in. That particular teacher wanted things to be worded in phrases very specifically. Yeah. So I took very detailed notes for his classes. And all my other classes, I don't take notes in. Yeah, you kind of taught me... My study style is a little bit based off of that now. And you kind of like, as long as we do it the way the professor wants, 
you got an A essentially. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if you think it wasn't good. If the professor thinks it's good, then you're doing great. Yeah. And in our field, it's all about satisfying the client and like making sure they get what they like. It's never about what we like. Exactly. So we can make the best advertising marketing campaign, but if the client doesn't like it, it why, doesn't matter. Why did we even do it? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, and that was like a, a thing that I had to learn freshman year. My studying style was very high school. If that mm. makes sense. So you had to learn how to adapt to the college. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true, because college professors, they do things very differently. Very differently. And the way they talk to you, they talk to you as if you're adults already now. Yeah. And they start talking about things that maybe topics they wouldn't bring up in high school, like oh. sex. I would not think my professor would ever talk about sex in any sort of area mm-hmm. but they would talk about it as if it was just another as if it was math very open and i was like this is different but i'm not hating it it's okay i guess it was like normalizing a lot of stuff in high school that was, was kind of like a big no-no yeah and it was, was like a no thing and now we me. have professors that cuss in class yeah which i kind of like i like when they cuss in class I hate when they apologize for it. It's, I think freshman year, you need to realize that you got to really mature really quickly and your teachers are going to treat you as if you're already adults. Mm-hmm. So act like it. Act like adults. Act like adults. If you don't know how to, just like pretend. Pretend. Make, yeah. make a team, make it. and Essentially. Because it'll come to you at some point. Exactly. I mean, I'm still questioning if I'm adulting now, but I'm definitely adulting a lot more than it was then. And I think that's going to be a common topic going to go through all of our different segments. Yeah. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode, but I have a quick little announcement to make. We are on Instagram. Our username is four years underscore podcast. Make sure to follow it so you can get updates on our podcast. We ask questions weekly so you can have a chance to participate in our episodes. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. Once again, our username is four years underscore podcast. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So, what are some good podcasts you're listening to lately? Ooh, I listen to so many. I, right now, I'm kind of getting back into true crime. I started listening to uh, Medical Murders again. Ooh, yeah. tell me about it. Um, one of the episodes I listened to, and it was about like this dentist. Um, I can't remember his name. He was essentially like a dentist slash hitman. But like, it was just like this normal everything dude, everyday dude, who was like a community staple, killing people. Maya, I have a question. Mm. Um, would you ever go to him? To do my teeth? Yes. Based off of the podcast, they made it sound like he was a pretty good dentist. So the quality of work is there? Maybe. I mean, like, <laughs> as long as I'm not on his, like, wanted list. Maybe he will mind. protect you. You'll be like, you know how when they do your teeth and he talk story? You'll be like, yeah, I think this guy is trying to, like, mm-hmm. kill me. Can you help me out? He actually would. Yeah. In the best and worst way possible. Maybe that's know. how he has his meetings. I'm not sure if I would, now that I think about it. Because I'm like, did I just confess on a podcast that I would let a hitman work on my teeth? Maybe not. Wait, do I know he's a hitman while he's working on my teeth? 
you found out after the fact. Would you go would for I go no- back? Would you go back? No. For That's the, my for my sake, no. It's because, my idea. It's yeah, my idea. yeah. I would probably prefer if you like forgot who I was too. Yeah. yeah, maybe ask for all your paperwork back. Yeah, exactly. Like I want my address, my phone number, my email, all of it. I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are some good podcasts you're listening to? Um, lately, you actually introduced this to me. It's True Crime mm-hmm. podcast. I really love Crime Junkie. Okay. And I feel like every true crime person who listens to it's podcasts. A knows them they're just amazing i think i think i have dark humor which i didn't realize i think it came out of me after listening to it oh you saying you develop a sense of dark humor after listening to your true crime yeah, i think it was always there it just came out more because now i'm listening to all these murders so now i have this running joke that tried to figure out how to kill someone and get away with it would i ever do it no so that's where that came from that's where that literally came the from. semester i was like what happened to julia she's so dark this <laughs> <laughs> it's where i listen to all from crime junkie and crime junkie is like a really good way because um for me i can't watch shows that um has blood splatter all the place i can't watch stuff that um goes too explicit but Crime Junkie takes that away and it makes it more it's like It's just a, the story. It's it just the story. It doesn't make it emotional or anything. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. So I can find some humor within it just to cope with it. And I find it really funny. And Crime Junkie doesn't make it funny. Yeah. I, I make it funny myself. If- Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next year for our sophomore year podcast. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day.